good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we will start off with the daily COVID numbers. There were 31 more COVID-19 fatalities and 2,532 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry reported on Wednesday morning. There were 2,484 cases in the general population and 48 among prison inmates. This compared with 32 coronavirus-related fatalities and 2,476 new reported cases on Tuesday morning. On Tuesday, 3,191 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. The latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 25 new local infections confirmed across the island, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 19,147. Dr. Sumani of the CCSA said there were 104 confirmed Omicron cases in the country and some of them were already fully recovered and discharged from hospital. The 41 imported cases were from Saudi Arabia 1, Denmark 3, France 6, the Netherlands 1, the United States 10, the United Kingdom 5, Qatar 1, Switzerland 1, Russia 2, Germany 2, Norway 3, Sweden 1, Japan 1, Canada 1 and the Philippines, Laos and Poland all 1 each. And next up, study shows shift to e-payment. The country's use of cash is expected to decline by 4% in 10 years and 15% in 20 years as more ties shift to e-payment, according to a Bank of Thailand paper. The central bank predicts cash usage will continue to decline over the long term, replaced by e-payment. In 2030, cash usage is expected to dip by 4% or 25 million baht from 2020 then fall by 15% or 108 million in 2040. The paper surveyed people's daily payments. The rising popularity of e-payment is in line with changing consumer behaviour, especially during the government's lockdown to contain new COVID-19 infections. Thais also participated in the government's financial relief schemes launched by Pao Tang, a mobile application developed by Krung Thai Bank. The paper surveyed 6,020 respondents nationwide during February to April 2021, prior to the third wave of the pandemic. It found 90.5% of respondents experienced using an e-payment service over the past two years. Some 91.1% owned smartphones and used them to browse the internet. This suggests more respondents have devices capable of using an e-payment channel, which are familiar with the channels. Mobile and internet banking channels are the most popular e-payment formats, according to the survey. Some 62% of respondents use these channels for money transfers to third parties, 51.7% for buying goods and services at sales points, and 50.4% for purchasing goods and services from online shops. The Tang app is most popular as a payment channel at the point of sale, according to 58.9% of respondents. The survey found 61.5% of respondents participated in the government government money transfer schemes to support liquidity among the public during the pandemic. 
Some 40.4% of respondents participated in the government's co-payment scheme, while 37.9% took part in the WeWin scheme. However, most respondents felt they would return to using cash for financial transactions after the expiration of the government's money transfer scheme, while 27.5% would continue to use the Powtang app. With this scenario, it shows government policy plays a key role in encouraging ties to use e-payment, especially for government schemes, according to the paper. However, some ties cannot access e-payment because they do not own a smart device. The survey found 18% of respondents only use cash to make payments. And moving along, missing COVID-infected tourist surrenders on Koh Samui. An Israeli tourist who sparked a manhunt by leaving his Bangkok hotel without waiting for his COVID-19 test result, which proved positive, surrendered to police on Koh Samui on Wednesday afternoon. He initially headed to Pattaya, but later went south to the holiday island. Ohad Baruch, 29, turned himself in shortly after noon. Samui District Chief, Senior Police and Health Officials went to Samui Pier Banrak Restaurant in Tambon Boput to collect Mr. Baruch around 12.30pm. He earlier contacted authorities saying he wanted to surrender. After talks, he was taken to Kosamui Hospital by ambulance for COVID-19 testing. Health volunteers escorted him there. The assistant chief of Kosamui Public Health Office said they had begun searching for the tourist on Wednesday morning after being advised he had travelled to the island. They found him at a local restaurant and he had coordinated the man's surrender. The deputy police spokesman said on Wednesday afternoon that police had applied for a court warrant for the man's arrest. According to media reports, tourist police have notified Bangkok police that the tourist had contacted his embassy and said he would surrender to police on Koh Samui. Police Major General Jirasan, spokesman to the Metropolitan Police Bureau, said the test results showed the man was infected with the Delta variant, not Omicron. The man arrived in Thailand in the early hours of December 17th and was quarantined at a hotel in Sukhumvit area while awaiting his RT-PCR COVID-19 test result. However, he left the hotel the next day without waiting for the result and reportedly took a taxi to Pattaya around 2pm. About the same time, the hotel was informed the man's test was positive for the coronavirus. Hotel staff reported his absence to Tonglor Police. A source said the tourist arrived in Patti and tried to check in at a hotel but failed to produce his passport and the hotel rejected him. Thai media reported that the man had travelled to Pattaya from Bangkok in a taxi driven by Nit Keo Seng from in front of the Emporium department store and paid 2,500 baht for the trip. Thai media named the Israeli tourist as Mr. Ohad. Reports say he had returned to Bangkok on December 19th and had rented a van to the southern province. There was a photo of him in Chumpan on Monday morning before he went to Koh Samui of Suratani in the afternoon of that day, according to reports. Police General Anna Chayan, Deputy Commissioner of the Immigration Bureau, was heading the team tracing the missing tourist. The police checked his mobile phone use record around 10.30pm on December 18th and found that he had turned off his phone. Tonclore police have asked the Department of Disease Control to file a complaint against the tourists for failing to abide by disease control measures in violation of the emergency decree. The offence carries a maximum penalty of two years in prison and or a fine of 40,000 baht. He also faces a charge of being a foreign national who failed to stay in a place he was permitted to stay while in the country. The offence carries a fine up to 5,000 baht. Police believe some ties might have helped the missing man. So this was a story that was doing the rounds on social media all of this morning. There was a bit of a mixed reaction to it all. But the basic part of this was the guy had fled his SHA plus hotel while he was meant to be doing quarantine and he was infected with the virus. Now we can all decide whether 
it'll be correct that he's quarantined or what happens to him but at the end of the day he did put other people at risk of being infected and as far as I'm concerned this is highly irresponsible of any person to do something like this. The man is a visitor to the country, he's a tourist, yes he's here to have a good time however you cannot put other people at risk because you simply want to travel around Thailand on your holiday. Now this man faces more than likely a hefty fine. I doubt he will get a prison sentence but he'll certainly be deported from Thailand and more than likely blacklisted and at the end of the day it's probably going to be the right decision. I don't think he deserves to do time in prison but he definitely deserves to be deported because while well, he's breached his conditions of his Thailand pass regardless but I'd love to know what you guys think about this. What do you think should be the punishment for this guy? Should he be fined, jailed, deported? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comment section. And moving along, previously approved test and go visitors allowed entry. The government has clarified the position of about 200,000 intending visitors who earlier received permission to enter the country without quarantine via the now suspended test and go program. Sumani Vashorin, Hazard Communication Director of the Department of Disease Control, said on Wednesday that although the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration suspended registration for test and go from Wednesday, people previously approved would still be allowed in. There were about 200,000 of them, Dr. Sumani said. The visitors could travel the country if their first RTP test upon arrival returned negative. However, hotel management must ensure the visitors stayed in their overnight rooms until the result was known. In addition, the visitors and their place of accommodation will be tracked around the clock via the Morchana app. They would have to take a free second COVID-19 test on day 5 or 6 after arrival or earlier if they developed any symptoms. Dr. Sumani said the Consular Affairs Department reported that 10,787 visitors were due to arrive at Swanapum Airport and 2,546 others at Phuket Airport on Wednesday. She said visitors would have to wear face masks while going out for their own and public safety. The government would reconsider the COVID-19 situation on January 4. CCSA has also changed its measures for Thai travellers. Dr. Sumani said government officials were prohibited from taking leave and going abroad unless it was essential. People were advised to postpone any planned overseas trips, especially to Europe, America, Africa or the Middle East. People were also asked to conduct antigen tests regularly and before long trips with many other people. Government organisations were instructed that as many staff as possible must work from home after the New Year holiday, Dr. Sumani said. So as reported in yesterday's show, the January 10th date that was published in various media outlets was completely untrue. The government have said that you can travel if you've been issued a Thailand pass and you will be permitted entry into Thailand under the test and go scheme if that's what you have been approved for. Now, as of midnight last night, the system now no longer accepts Thailand Pass applications. It will only accept Phuket Sandbox applications. And currently, as we speak, the system is down because it's all been upgraded. Because for the Phuket Sandbox, you have to have two RT-PCR tests. And the system now has been updated to take payment for those two RT-PCR tests. And we'll go through the Phuket Sandbox in a second for anybody considering coming to Thailand now that the Thailand Test and Go has been suspended. So just to clarify one more time, if you have a test and go Thailand pass and you've been approved already, you can use it. 
I know there was people on the channel yesterday who had emailed me, etc., who were worried about this, but you can use it. Now, for the Phuket Sandbox model, it is basically the same documentation as the Test and Go was previously, except that you have to have seven nights prepaid accommodation in an SHA plus hotel in Phuket. So you're allowed to come to Phuket and you have to stay in Phuket for seven nights. You will also have to pay for two RT-PCR tests. I think the price is roughly around 2200 baht per test. So you'll be looking at about 4400 for your two RT-PCR COVID-19 tests. Now that will be the Phuket Sandbox model until at least January 4th. To be honest, I just can't see them turning it around after two weeks. The situation around the world seems to be getting worse, certainly not better. Europe is talking about lockdowns at the moment again. And uh, it seems to be spreading throughout America and other places. Although it doesn't seem that the symptoms are as severe, governments are responding pretty heavily to it with concern. I guess maybe that's why the Thai government has also restricted the test and go or suspended the test and go program. At the end of the day, I think this will be devastating towards tourism in Thailand. A lot of the big charter companies that would fly into Thailand, I know are definitely considering cutting their flights for the rest of the season and calling it a bust, partly to do with the fact that they are starting to find Thailand to be unreliable in terms of travel and international tourism. And they're going to need to look for destinations that are a lot more stable, where the government doesn't have knee-jerk reactions to every little thing that happens around the world. And I kind of get where they're coming from. They're running a business. It doesn't pay to have an airplane with only 25% of the seats filled. That's a loss-making activity. But yeah, that's the way it is for now. Hopefully things will get better. I just can't see there being a big rebound in tourism after this. But fingers crossed and we'll move on to our next story. Singapore to halt quarantine-free travel lane ticket sales. Singapore will freeze ticket sales for flights and bus trips under its vaccinated travel lanes for entry from Thursday the 23rd to January 20 as it tries to stem the importation of the Omicron variant that is tearing around the globe. The move applies to all 24 countries with which Singapore has agreements for quarantine-free travel as well as overland bus service with Malaysia, the government said Wednesday. People who already have tickets will be able to travel. Singapore will also temporarily reduce quotas and ticket sales for travel after January 20th, the Ministry of Health said. Our border measures will help to buy us time to study and understand the Omicron variant and to strengthen our defences, including enhancing our healthcare capacity and getting more people vaccinated and boosted, the ministry said in a statement. Omicron has fast become the dominant COVID-19 strain in many countries since it emerged about a month ago, accounting for more than 70% of the cases in the United States alone. The variant has been found in Singapore, which has been opening its borders to select countries since October after abandoning a COVID-0 approach still pursued by the likes of China and Hong Kong. Singapore is the latest country in Southeast Asia to suspend reopening efforts to buy time against the more transmissible variant after Thailand halted its quarantine-free entry program this week. In Australia, there's pressure from medical experts to bring back mandatory mask wearing and density limits, while New Zealand has pushed back the phased reopening of its borders until the end of February due to the Omicron variant threat. Singapore is now also instructing people returning from overseas to avoid high-risk mask-off activities such as dining at restaurants or exercising in gyms for seven days after arrival, even if they test negative each day. Previously, returnees were allowed to move freely once they had tested negative. 
Singapore's local cases have plunged from a daily high of more than 4,600 in late October to just 211 on Tuesday, according to the Ministry of Health's data. Still, imported cases, most of them Omicron, are on the rise to more than 50 each day. The city-state detected its first local Omicron cluster at a gym tied to three cases, the health ministry said earlier this week. The ministry's latest release reported 280 new cases, including 54 imports, but didn't provide a breakdown on the variant. Now, a little bit of good news, if we ever get to travel and we'll be able to go to the European Union as expats here in the kingdom, the EU is to accept COVID vaccine certificates issued by Thailand. Deputy Chief of Mission of the European Union Delegation to Thailand, Giuseppe Bussini, announced on his Twitter account on Wednesday that Thailand is now connected to the EU digital COVID certificate system. He said the COVID-19 certificates issued by Thailand will be accepted in the European Union, while the EU digital COVID-19 certificate will be recognised by Thailand. On Wednesday, the European Commission decided to approve certificates issued by Thailand, Montenegro, Taiwan, Tunisia and Uruguay. This year has been a successful one when it comes to the rollout of the EU digital COVID certificate, European Commissioner for Justice said. 60 countries and territories in five continents are now connected to our system. We have seen the need and the added value of such certificates for safe travel. Even with COVID-19 variants, it will continue to serve in the future, he added. And next up, Hualampong rail routes get reprieve. The State Railway of Thailand has said all train services will remain operational at Hualampong station after Thursday as it waits several weeks for the results of an impact assessment. An order was made by the Transport Minister at a meeting for the Committee of the Red Line Suburban Train System about the continuation of rail services from Hualampong. As part of that, the meeting revised an earlier plan that reduced the number of trains heading to the station. Previously, the minister ordered a reduction in rail services from the station to 22 trains per day in a bid to lessen the use of level crossings that were causing traffic jams in various parts of Bangkok. SRT Governor Nirawat Manipan said Hualimpong will now continue to provide 40 trains each day for commercial and public services, while six trains will also be provided for tourism purposes at weekends. Mr Nirut said the plan to cut train service at Hualampong had been in place since the cabinet approved the Red Line project in 2006. The project aims to bring more long-distance trains to stop at Bang Sugran Station, which will soon become Bangkok's railway station hub. Long-distance trains and commercial service trains will operate from Bang Sugran Station, where they will be able to connect with other major rail projects. In order to reach the best decision, Mr. Saki Sayam instructed the SRT to carry out an impact assessment that included looking into the routes of freight transport trains and the facilitation of traffic. The impact assessment will help gauge the best way forward for Hualampong, Mr. Nirat said. He said that it will be finished within 30 days or by next month, while all trains will remain operational at the station during this time. Mr. Nirat said the SRT will work with the Transport Ministry, the Rail Transportation Department, the Office of Transport and Traffic Policy and Planning and academics from educational institutions to carry out the assessment that will examine what the impact on commuters will be after the changes are made to the relevant rail routes. A public hearing will be held again later to determine the fate of the development of Hualampong in the future, Mr. Nirat said. And finally, the Phuket News. 
As Phuket Zoo closes, WFFT launches largest tiger rescue in Thailand. Wildlife Friend Foundation Thailand is carrying out the largest tiger rescue in Thailand's history as a renowned wildlife animal welfare and rescue organization prepares to take custody of 11 tigers and two bears handed over by the Phuket Zoo. Phuket Town readies for New Year Road Safety Blitz. Phuket City Municipality will launch its attempt to reduce road accidents over the New Year holiday with a campaign starting on Friday, December 24th. And finally, two arrested for attempted assassination in Phuket. Police have arrested at least two men for their roles in the attempted murder of three men in a pickup north of the Heroines Monument early Sunday morning. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.